Superman 3, starring Christopher Reeve, Richard Pryor, and Margot Kidder, will continue in a moment. I look forward to your becoming one of us. Susan Lucci has a proposition for Robert Europe and Joanna Cassidy. An invitation to hell Thursday. everybody my name is andrew i'm mark and you are listening to television movie night mark it's another beautiful tv movie night here in podcastville where we live that's where we live mark uh how have you been andrew i've been great how great have you been really great ain't got no job ain't got no money no fucking job Mm -hmm. Uh, yesterday, I woke up early. I That's right, the crack of two in the afternoon. Two in the afternoon. I walked a uh, mile and a half to a bookstore mm-hmm. because I had nothing else to do. Cool. Wa- walked around the bookstore. Not didn't... inside the bookstore, walked literally around, around the, the building. Exterior. Yeah. They called the cops. They said, sir, you're not wearing any pants, and you've just been muttering, I got nothing to do. I said, you're not wearing any pants. And they said, well, that's true, too, but I work well, here. Yeah, I'm allowed to. I'm standing behind a counter. No one can tell. <laughs> just, you're walking I'm just around. fucking porky-pigging back here. Uh, I went into the bookstore, walked around, didn't see anything I wanted, walked back home. Mm-hmm. Then I rearranged my living room. Yeah, didn't like it. Put it back the way it right was. Right back where it was. Yeah, and uh, by rearranged, do you mean you pulled the is the bedroom now the living room? The living yes. room is now the bedroom. No, I moved where my couch, television, and anything that is not a bookcase got moved yesterday. Right into the trash can, just to see what it would be like. And then um, I sat quietly for like two and a half hours until my girlfriend came home. Cool. So that's my life. Well, uh, Mark, I I wish you good luck in your your couch endeavors. Right. Now, that's, that's, that's that's what, what happens when I don't have a job. You want to spend as much money as you can, and you make yes. crazy people decisions, as opposed to when you have a job and you're just like, ah, fuck it. You whip the keys across the room as soon as you come in. You don't even realize you have any furniture because you're too busy look like laser focused on the freezer section of your refrigerator. Right. So you can get whatever garbage is in there. You throw it in a pot. Doesn't even need to be. You're not supposed to cook it on a saucepan. You're supposed to put it in the microwave, but you don't give a shit. Give you just turn shit. the burner on. Pocket. You you know you melt it down. You're like, well, I guess these these tater tots are gonna be great in this saucepan. Yeah. You you eat it like a fucking animal with your hands, burning them as you're scraping them out of the you know that they're encrusted in the saucepan. Throw that in a trash can. Fall asleep. Getting into bed. Not even. No. I go to the bedroom. Yeah. I see the bed isn't made, but I have an issue with like being able to get into a bed when it's not made. So I make the bed. Oh. And then I look at it, and then I'm like, well, I guess I'll just lay down here. And I just lay down on the floor. Lay down on the floor. By pa- the bed. Your pants are halfway off. They're just around your ankles at right. this point. Your shirt is, is the same as it was. You, your alarm goes off. Now it's five in the morning. You're like, time to go back and sure, live yeah, the make, American dream. Make the donuts. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that, that's I, my life. That's your that's work when I world. Work. I know that's, that's when I work. Well, Mark, uh, we're working very hard here at Television Movie Nights yes, to watch America, the best, only the m- finest, only the finest, the finest rich Corinthian <laughs> tea TV made for movies. TV movies. 
And Mark, we have a real humdinger this week. Absolutely. Of course, we're still in our scary month of October. So scary. I am I'm literally white knuckled grabbing this chair because I don't know what kind of ghouls and goblins are gonna visit us this week. Actually I do, because I saw them. We movie. did see it, so we know exactly which ghouls and goblins. So Mark, this week we are talking about the nineteen eighty four movie Wes Craven's Invitation to Hell. Yes. Now you watched the trailer before you saw the movie. I did. What what did you what were your first impressions? Uh this looks insane. Mm-hmm. Uh this looks like uh something about a country club. And it's got a cast of the nineteen seventies and eighties finest. A cast of hundreds. Yes. Oliver Twist esque. Right. Just, there's it just was... so many named characters. Right. Of and all of they, our favorite 70s and 80s yeah. actors. Susan Lucci has an offer for Robert Urich, they say in the trailer. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm, it's weird that we're like focusing so heavily on Susan Lucci, which I think is, I don't know if that's something we want to talk about before we talk about the movie or after the movie. That do, the advertising seemed to focus a lot on Susan Lucci. No, the, the Susan Lucci, the the... The pre-production aspect of the movie. Do we talk about that before we talk about what happens in the movie or after? Well, what are you getting at? It's bizarre to me because I read a little bit on IMDb about this movie after watching it. Uh Uh-huh. This movie came together as like, we need a vehicle for Susan Lucci. Oh, yeah. Like, we we are in the Susan Lucci business. I could see that. It's not enough that she's on an hour of, right? How long was... All My Children, she was on from 1977 till 2011. Was that an hour long or a 30 minute? I believe that was an hour long soap opera. So she's on daytime television five hours a week. Yeah. We also need to get her into the night slot. Well, I mean, if there's a... You we you work in the television industry, yes, right? I do. Yes, I do. Supposedly, right? Supposedly, Sometimes. both of us do. Yeah, when I'm not walking to a bookstore, crying, and then walking back home, you know, there's a distinct difference between watching the daytime Emmy Awards and yes. watching the primetime Emmy Awards. Yes, correct. Yes, we are like people losing their shit as you're watching the daytime Emmy Awards. That so and so got best soap opera actor, and you're like, I got, I got no, I am hell is in this? the weeds on this. I had no idea who these people are, but you watch the primetime Emmys and you're like, that's John Hamm. Yes. That's Tina Fey. That's Ellie Kemper. That is not James Gandolfini. He's no, been dead he's for been years. He's been dead for years. I don't know who that is. I I want to say... Steve Buscemi's here. Yeah, he's he's here. I don't know why. Is he on I don't think he's got a show anymore. Yeah. I think, I think someone either goofed on the invites or he's just, uh, oh, he's seat filling. Oh, no. Oh, boy. No, they, they know Fargo is nominated for things. Oh, and they're like, he was in he Fargo, was, right? He was in it, right? Like, no, the movie in 95. Uh, well, he's, on the, t- he's on the TV show. Oh, no, he's never I, been I, in I haven't, it. I haven't seen a Fargo. All right. Get him in here. Get him. He's fine. Get him and Peter Stormare. <laughs> so uh, you know that there's a difference. So it, knowing that information, that makes sense because it's like, but the idea was, yes, but the idea was to break through, right? To be like, we have a soap opera actor, Susan Lucci. Okay. Let's get her into the prime time. Well, let's see if it worked out. But let's first talk about this movie in a segment we like to call, Well, What Do You Know? Mark, 
1984. Yes. What do you know about 1984? Uh, big year for movies. Big year. What came out in 1984? Uh, I think, um, Platoon. Yes, that's, I'm, I'm pantomiming Platoon. No, uh, Beverly Hills Cop is your highest grossing film of, of 1984. Other such films that came out in 1984, Ghostbusters. Wonderful film. Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock. Fantastic movie. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Yes. Police Academy. Hilarious. So we could laugh at cops at that time. Uh, and then Best Picture winner for 1984, Amadeus. Course, wonderful film. So that's where we're at cinematically. Politically, what was going on in 1984? Oh my god, so much. Um, was it morning in America? Uh, well, we were just about to enter our second uh, term for Reagan. For Reagan, he beats Mondale, uh, destroying Handily. him in the, in the Electoral College, winning 49 of 50 states. Mondale only takes his home state of. Minnesota. Jesus. Uh, the Soviets boycott the Los Angeles Summer Olympics. Aww. So we're in the thick of the Cold War. Michael Jackson wins eight Grammy Awards. It's a brand new record. That's a lot. That is a lot of Grammys. The price of a car. The price of a goddamn car in 1984 is... Hang on. Okay. A brand new... A brand new car on the average. On the average you gotta think in of, 1984. Yeah, you got to think about those fucking piece of shit tin boxes that they would trot out on like classic concentration to be like you won this nine thousand dollars a lot lower than that seven thousand dollars lower four thousand dollars higher five thousand dollars six thousand nine hundred or six thousand two hundred and ninety four dollars i said seven thousand dollars and you're busting my balls about no, six thousand you said nine thousand i said a lot lower you said seven thousand i said lower you want to play again? No. All right. Well, average cost of a house, $110,000. The average price of a gallon of milk, $1.94. That seems right. Bread, 71 cents. And your average income in 1984, $12,497. That's what I'm looking at for this year, actually. Oh, so boy. Some things, <laughs> some things don't change. They are timeless. That yeah. price is timeless. So that's what's happening in 1984. But we're looking specifically at a little event taking place on May 24th, 1984. Scariest time of year. The scariest time of year because it was a day before my birthday. Oh, terrifying. Terrifying. Your my date of birth? The date of my birth, May 25th, 1984. So your mom. My mom was at home and she's like, I'm really excited for this vehicle, Susan Lucci. <laughs> I got some discomfort right? because she had me. Gonna ignore I it. I believe she was on her way to the hospital later Thursday night, and I was born early Friday morning. Right, so she wanted to finish She this. wanted to watch this program. Right. And then I came along, and she's held it against me ever, <laughs> ever since. I never got to see what happened to the third act. I never, got, I never figured out who got invited to hell. Andrew, if you... Grow up and become a radio personality of some kind. Make a show where you watch it, and then you can tell me what happened. Then you can call me up and personally apologize for allowing me to miss this vehicle with Susan Lucci. Because it, apparently it didn't work out, because she wasn't at the primetime Emmys this year. No, she wasn't. No. Uh, ABC, Thursday, 
May 24th, 1984, it is Invitation to Hell, later rebranded Wes Craven's Invitation to Hell. Directed by the man himself, Wes Craven. Mark, what do we know about Wes Craven? Wes Craven is one of the most influential, I would say, uh, horror directors of the 80s into the 90s. He did Nightmare on Elm Street. He did Scream. He did this thing. He actually That's did... it. Three. That's all you need. Check, check, check. I mean, he actually did a couple of uh, scary uh, TV movies. This was not the only this was one not that he his, did. This wasn't his first. Right. Nor was it his last television movie. Kind of right in the middle but, of the pack uh, there. Yes, Wes Craven did Nightmare on Elm Street, which would be released in November of the same year. So Nightmare on Elm Street had not come out yet. Right. So in May, this comes out. November... 1984. Something similar happened with another very important uh, 80s film, horror film director with John Carpenter. Mm -hmm. But we're not talking about John Carpenter. No, we're talking about about Wes Craven. Wes Craven Craven also did 1977's The Hills Have Eyes. Of course. I watched the first 20 minutes of that movie like a year ago. Mm -hmm. I was like, nope. No? Can't walk, not doing it. Too oh, scary. Too scary. You get the first one. Nobody even died before I turned it off. I was like, nah, I'm not like, liking oh, this. They all got eyes. <laughs> That's, there's too many <laughs> the, hills. The, the hills. Too, too many <laughs> Every hills. one of them have eyes? No. The hills are alive, for sure. Have eyes. This was written by Richard Rothstein. Now, uh, Richard Rothstein, I don't know if you've ever seen this, Mark, because you're a huge fan of Psycho. Yes. He wrote the television movie version of Bates Motel. 1987. Yeah. Uh, never saw that one. I've never seen a Psycho sequel. Oh, you should you should check them out. I hear that they're weird. I hear they're, they're weird and fun. But, like, you do, you expect them to be bad. Right. Because you're like, well, wh- what is the, this? The first one is a is masterpiece. It's such an iconic thing. And then it's like, there was never a book follow-up to it. You know, it's like, what Whatever are we, what other are we doing? Whatever shit I watch is going to suck. But apparently they're really good and interesting. Yeah. The fourth one... Uh, HBO movie, mm. but are we in, gonna watch that? Maybe in 1987. However, I don't think we've ever watched an HBO movie on made for on our show. I, I don't. I don't watch an HBO. Okay. I've never seen an HBO. Okay. <laughs> um, in, in 1987, they tried their hand at a, basically a pilot, an extended pilot to get a Bates Motel esque thing series. off the ground but as an anthology series that was the idea like is something different happens in the motel each every... room would be its own separate story that's cool uh so this has nothing to do with any of the other follow-ups that occurred film wise with uh norman norman right norman's in it but it's a younger norman if i remember correctly oh but so it's, it's but it's not uh, it's like the tv it's not show what's like the a and e tv show. oh it's not anthony perkins it's not anthony perkins well, I would imagine not. He'd be 20 years older. Well, but you could... That's what the HBO movie was about. The fourth one is like yes. the rapper is him 20, 25 years older now uh, threatening to to kill his wife on the radio talking to CCH Pounder. <laughs> Spooky. Uh, but it has nothing to do with the A&E series later on. Right, which I loved. This, uh, this uh, Richard Rothstein also wrote the HBO series The Hitchhiker... Which I don't know if you necessarily remember another this. Another anthology, anthology series. series. Yeah. Basically, a unnamed hitchhiker would go town to town, and there would be some kind of tales from the crypt, Twilight Zone esque story that would take place. So he was the rapper, right? But the characters would change week to week. He was almost he was the crypt keeper, if you right. will. 
He also uh, created Universal Soldier. Yeah. Universal Soldier, uh, apparently supposed to take place in the same universe as Blade Runner. Hell yeah. Uh, the Universal Soldiers are replicants. Universal (laughs) Soldier. Soldier. That's what my wife used to call me. Fish. A Universal Soldier. Yeah, we all remember this. Uh, they made like 16 of those yeah, movies. Yeah, a lot of directed DVD uh, also rans, but he's he's created, he's got the created by credit. Right. So he his name is on all of them. Jean-Claude Van Damme's Universal Soul. And this is starring uh, Robert Ulrich. Ulrich? Yes. Ulrich. Ulrich. Yeah. Ulrich, like Urukai. Yeah. All right. From Vegas. Uh, yes. Uh, no, no. Vegas, dollar sign. Yes. And Spencer for Hire. And Lazarus Man? Yes. That and as well. Yes. Killdozer. Oh, you're right. He yeah. He was in Killdozer. Uh, He's one of the first guys that gets killdozed. Well, we, we're all coming back full circle. Uh, yes. Then uh, uh, Susan Lucci, as we mentioned, All My Children, 1977 to 2011. And also Devious Maids. Season, you know, oh, yeah. I know that show. Soap opera pocket there. Yeah. That was. Uh, I believe that was on Lifetime's, uh, but it was like prime time. It was a prime time. It was like soap, a prime like time soap, but also kind of pushing more towards like the telenovela side of things. Yeah, uh, I want to say Eva Selma Longoria was in it. Yes, that's it. Yeah, Eva Longoria, uh, and then uh, Joanna Cassidy is also in this film. Who I only knew, speaking of Blade Runner, from she's the replicant that Harrison Ford shoots in the back. Yes, but she's also in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, one of the yes. biggest movies of. Of the the eighties, uh, uh, which would have been of our lifetime, eighty eight. So she hadn't she hadn't starred in it yet by the time this movie aired, but she plays Dolores, Bob which is Hoskins Eddie's uh, love interest, right. uh, who doesn't seem terribly interested in him, and and she she needs he needs to be nice, nicer to Roger, right? She's only kind of she needs to stop his fucking drinking is what he needs to do. Well, he's sad about his brother dying. His brother got killed by a tune. All right. <sighs> God. Oh, that's my father speaking. Sorry. I, Every, I, didn't, I didn't mean to say tune. it. I didn't mean to say oh that. God. But we're going to dive right into Would this. Would you be more derailing this real quick? Go, uh, yeah. Go ahead and just push it right off the track. Would you be more upset if your brother died in a car accident or if a... Is it a piano that fell on him? A big cartoon piano? I believe piano? a piano did fall on a him. A big cartoon piano fell on your brother. Which would you be more upset about? I... I would probably be upset about the piano. Yeah. Because it's like if if I see a big fat fucking piano hanging out of a window, right. I'm not gonna walk underneath no. that. That's just insane. Right. Yeah. Car accident, I mean that can happen that, anytime. That happens to That's everybody. Everybody every day. everybody will be killed by a car accident at some point in their life. Yes. But a piano, that's you're inviting disaster. But, you know, wasn't he was a detective as well, so you, you gotta it's take. You gotta take. Business, you gotta take. Yeah. You knew what you were getting into. But Mark, we're talking about Wes Craven's Invitation to Hell, 1984. Let's dive right in. Act one, opening scene, right? Which is insane. Which I have a lot of things to say about this specific this, opening scene. This scene, I felt like made a promise, didn't did fulfill, not deliver. Did, did not deliver. I completely agree. We open up. We are at Steaming Springs Country Club. It's right. a posh country club. All these beautiful. Seems... What's that? I have no idea what part of the country it is. I felt like it was Texas. I felt like it was like 
uh, Northern California, Silicon like Valley, NoCal, yeah, okay, NorCal, sure. But um, it's it's beautiful vistas. It is rolling hills, rolling hills, golf course, people golfing, sexy ladies in eighties swimwear, just walking around parking lots. Just exactly on like blacktop on their bare feet. Yeah. You're gonna kill yourself. One time I went to a uh, I went to a hotel in Palm Springs. Yeah, walked outside without like any flip flops. I'm like, yeah. I'm just gonna go to the pool. I it's the worst feeling in the world. Yeah. Because you can't... It, it's 115 it's degrees. It's 115 fucking degrees. The, the, Outside, it, it, the ground even, is it wasn't 150. Even, it wasn't even blacktop. Yeah. It was it was uh, a concrete. It's ice. Still, yeah, exactly. Still just 1,000 degrees, and you can't do anything about it because you step outside, you're like, oh, God. Oh, God. Oh God. Where oh, are you so supposed hot. to set? So hot. Where do there's I go? No, Where do I go? Because there's, no, uh, there's no grass out there. No. There's no rocks. If there is grass, it's all artificial, and that stuff just soaks up the, the, the heat. Yeah, I don't know if you've stepped on artificial grass when it's gotten really hot. Oh, of it's course. insanely warm. So these ladies walking around without a care in the world. Right, we're following a sexy '80s bikini. We're, fo- I'm, look, we're I'm, following I'm, a limo. I'm following drive. these '80s bikinis. Yeah, Andrew's right? following the girls. Like but the legs just go all the way up. Now sure. these bikinis are crazy. Like they're just—it's a bunch of just straps and angles right. and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Right, like it's barely covering their their bits. They, it doesn't even seem like it's it's. It doesn't seem comfortable, for sure. Like, you're not going to go swimming. It also doesn't seem like it would be good for swimming. No. I feel like you, you would start, it would just catch too much too much drag. You know, it's like, as you're doing It's laps. like, you know, you know, you're going out there to swim and you're like, hey, I just got you this rope. All yeah. right. Just go wrap and, this around yourself. Go and just wear this rope. You're like, oh, well, okay. All right. Well, you're the boss. Can I get a pair of flip flops? Like, no. no. You got to run into the pool as well. The blacktop is 7,000 degrees. We're following a security car. A, a, li- a I'm limo sorry, driver. A limo driver is driving in to Steaming Springs, and then we ke- we catch a shot of Susan Lucci. She's walking into the club. The uh, she's wearing red. That's right, flowing red dress with uh, big hair. Big hair. The biggest hair. Biggest hair. I feel like it gets bigger each scene. Possibly. Guess who's also distracted by the '80s bikinis? The limo. The driver. limo driver. Who uh, then runs headlong into Susan Lucci, runs right. her over with his goddamn car. Yeah. Talk about talk about just a, a big opening scene, There's right? A, it's, like, it's like the opening of uh, 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 Star Wars. Punch Drunk Love oh. that they're like, we need to open this movie big. And they're just like, fuck it. They just put in a car crash. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Doesn't have anything to do with Doesn't the rest of the movie. Doesn't have anything to do with the rest of the movie. I think. Paul Thomas Anderson actually said, he's like, I don't know. I just wanted something big. Right. So it's just a big car accident happens. That's where he finds that concertina. Or no, it's a, uh, I don't know, that little piano. Piano, piano forte. So, uh, but we see through the rear view mirror, we see through the back window of the limo, Susan Lucci just tilts back right up. back up. She walks over to the driver's side door. No, she doesn't. Oh, she just kind of. Oh, she just kind of looks at him. She points through the back window. The back window the, explodes. Yeah, because the limo driver look turns around. He's like, "Oh shit, I killed Susan Lucci." Oh god, Susan Again. Lucci pops back up. She g- does finger guns at him. The back window explodes. The limo driver screams and starts to melt. He melts. The guy melts, and then she. You, we see he's like a big, big melted body. She smiles. Yeah, and she goes. She goes on her day. Title card, invitation, invitation to, to hell. hell in color. 
So, all right, okay. I know I want to. I want to say this right now. First two minutes, you're like, yes, okay. Here we go. Let's do it. Okay. This movie has everything I love. Bad driving. Yes. Sexy dames. 80s bikinis. And big hair. Finger guns. Finger guns. Melting guys. Melting people. All right. Everything. Yes. Everything in the the best movies all contain this. I mean, that's what that's what's in Indiana Jones. Yes. Right? Terrible we, driving. We all remember Indiana Jones giving the big finger guns as he, he was did. running down the hallway. And then people melt. And then the guy's face melts off. So, and I'm thinking. All right, this is going to be insane. I right. love it. I love it. You can't. I love it. How do you start your movie this high? Let's keep it going. Do you feel, knowing what we know about the movie, though, do you feel like this was part of the original script? Or do you feel like this is something? Because I'm going to say right now, for the record, I don't want to spoil it. Nobody else melts in this movie. Surprisingly few mel- people melt in this movie. One. One it's person melts. Uh, so do you feel like that they shot this and they, and they were like, we need something big to open this movie. What can we do? Because there is no secret to it. Now we see that that Susan Lucci's got these like a witch terrible powers. Yeah. Uh, now it's out in the open. She melted a guy. Yeah. Apparently she can do this at will. I don't know if this was a reshoot. I don't know if this was part of the original script. Because if it's part of the original script... It doesn't connect to anything else. It also ruins all of the surprise because the very next scene is Robert Urich and family driving for 15 minutes. Yes. Which is, uh, it, it is at this point a TV movie staple to open your movie being like, we need to fill up 15 minutes. Let's just have them driving that. We got a credit sequence. It's got it. They drive. You know, we got we got we got a helicopter. We rented it for right. five hours. We're gonna see him driving. Sometimes people tune in late, so we have to we, we don't we have want, to wait. Yeah, but we have to give them. We have to fill the screen time, so we have to do something. Yeah, no, I think you're probably right. I think that the original script starts with the family driving into town. Dad says, "I got a new job. It's gonna be fun." Mm-hmm. Daughter says, "I don't like it here." Son says, "This town sucks." Mom, Son says, "Come out, come out to the coast." Mom says. Uh, Eddie, I'm sorry that your brother oh, got killed. No, that's later. That's um, later. So, and then I think that probably some some uh, network exec was like, "We gotta, we gotta make it pop. We gotta get Susan Lucci front front and center because otherwise, Susan Lucci doesn't show up for 25 minutes." Yeah, it's a, it's basically the end of the first act. Yeah, they're like, "This is this is a Susan Lucci picture." Get her in the front. Yeah. I'm like, all right. Fine. And I feel she- like the scene is also something that they could stick in. They stuck that in the commercial, if I remember correctly, where she yes. blows out the window. Yes. None of that other stuff happens. So I no. feel like either they gave her, they're like, the movie has to open with Susan Lucci doing something. And Wes Craven's like, you got it, boss. And then they're like, he's he's going to melt. He's going to melt the person. Yeah. Or. Oh, that's your answer to everything. Wes Craven was like, we're all right. Let's do. They want something big to open the movie. This is what we're gonna do. I don't feel like I don't feel like a network note was like, look, in the first five minutes she's got to melt a person, or no. we're not doing this movie. No, I think the first it was in the first five minutes something big has to happen, and Susan Lucci has to be there. Uh-huh. They're like, okay, but you read the script. It's a bit of a surprise when she's mysterious, but we don't know why she's mysterious. Right. And they're like, look, do you want to make the movie or not? I know you got this nightmare thing later, or whatever. Right. Snorefest, it's gonna fucking bomb. This is where the real money is. Television movies. You want Johnny Depp or you want Susan Lucci? 
guess I, I want so. Susan Lucci. Yeah, that's what I thought. She's going to be a big star. Big star. Prime time. Heather Camp. <laughs> All right. So. I'll never hear of her again. I I don't know. This this first scene is, is wild, but then it doesn't necessarily pay it off. Right. Where it's also unrelated to everything else. Yes. So. Uh, Robert Urich is driving with his family. He's got a brand new job at a at a software company, like right. a high tech software company. It's called like Comp- Data, Did you Data Tech, tech or something like something that? like that. They arrive at their brand new house. They're gonna move in on, on the Poltergeist Street. <laughs> <laughs> Look at how great this is! But we find out that Robert Urich is a bit of a workaholic. He's always working. Yeah, and his and his wife is like, look. We've lived through some lean times. Let's start to enjoy. Let's enjoy our lives. Right. You've got this We've brand new job. You're earning a brand new car every, every six, six months. months. So it's it. Uh, work stays at work. Family is at home. Right. All right. Don't bring any work home. We see that he's got some things. He's got right? a bunch of computer shit. Yeah. He's, he's got like, oh, this new software is going to be really oh, awesome. Oh. It's going to go in the study <laughs> with all the chicken wings. And she's like, no, it's going to go to the office. It's going to the office. Uh, he's like, oh, all right. Well, what if we have a home office? Can I put it there? She's like, no. God damn it. So we uh, we get introduced to the family. The mother wants to celebrate the spoils that that Robert Urich is bringing home. Because yeah. he's now bringing home the bacon. They've suffered long enough living like shit that uh, now, you know, got a little bit of scratch. Let's uh, let's 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 do something nice for ourselves. Right. The 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 son is tech obsessed. Loves toys. Loves toys. He has, loves computers. He has the world's biggest Game Boy. He's got a big old Game Boy. It's like some kind of missile command, laser right. command thing that he's always playing. Plus, he also uh, apparently is tech savvy enough to keep a running tally. Of all the stuff that the movers are bringing in, because he busts the movers' balls that he's missing a candy bar right. that apparently one of the movers pocketed. Did steal. <laughs> yeah. He did steal it. I don't feel like this ever pays off. The tech savviness of the kid? Yes. No. It's just it's just a, like his dad. It's, he's like his dad. It's just a quirk that he has that he's big. He loves tech. Right. The daughter is like quiet. We don't really know much about her. She yes. has a giant stuffed bunny. That she loves. That she loves. But the family seems happy together. Even though they've lived through lean times, they're excited to start a new chapter in their life. Right. It's now nighttime. They've moved in a little bit, but not everything's set up. They've got boxes all over the place. They're singing songs around the fireplace. What a happy, happy, happy. scene. But then there's some scratching at the door. Scary noises. Scary noises. People trying to jiggle the, the handle, the door handle. Yeah. Oh, my God. Is it Susan Lucci? It's probably Susan She's going to melt She's going to melt the... F- she, we already know she can blow out a window. She's going to blow out a window. Why does she have to try the doorknob? Turns out, it's not Susan Lucci. It's Frank Fontana from... From Murphy Brown. CBS's Murphy Brown. What are you doing here? And he's wearing a gorilla mask for some reason. It turns out that Frank Fontana... Uh, has shown up, and he is uh, old fraternity brothers yeah. with uh, Robert Urich, and he and his family already work at CompuDigitech, and they are ready. They, he's so excited that uh, Robert Urich is here because they're going to pal around, they're going to chase tail. <laughs> and you, you may they're, recall... They're going to get down to it. Yeah, there was a lot of talk about how uh, the family took it easy before, you know, mm-hmm. or, or had to go through some lean times before. None of that anymore. Mm-mm. Now they're riding high. They're high on the hog. Uh, 
Fontana comes through the door with, get this, two buckets of KFC chicken. Holy shit. Held up prominently to where if this is not a uh, tie-in or a loan-out, somebody fucked up. Because he's like, bucket of chicken for you? And Robert Yerk's like, oh, Well, it is finger-licking good. So then he, like, hands it out to every child. There's a (laughs) scene that's, like, 15 seconds long of every child reaching into the bucket and being like, I got a wing. And then happily marching off. Uh, They pour some wine. They drink. They talk about how great the future is going to be. Yes. So, um... It's, uh, it's, 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 things are looking up for the Yurik family. Yes. All right. We're all the Winslows is how the, the actual character's name, but the Yurik family. So Robert Yurik's family, they've got friends now, but, uh, Frank Fontana mentions that, uh, you know, you know, what else is interesting. They got a country club a here. A country club. A country club. Okay. And he's, that could be fun. He's like, and, uh, you know, the family's, uh, family's, uh, uh, trying to initiate into the club. Right. He's like, you guys should think about it. You have to know someone. You, you have know to know someone invited. to know someone. Yes. Robert Urich is, is my, is my father. And that he's like, how much is this going to cost? Cause I'm not going to pay a fucking cent for that. No. I, yeah. He's your father. He's also a little bit, a little bit me, a little bit you. And mm-hmm. like, oh, there's something everybody likes. Well, they could go fuck themselves. Yeah. That's, that's essentially what it it's boils free? down to. Great. I won't be there. I'm not. I'm not going to that. That's not a thing. It's gonna be a fun party. You should come. You know, you can put on costumes. Yeah. 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 I'll, be, I'll be there. No. I'll be. No, just wait for me. I'll be there. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. And then now sitting at home, just drinking yeah, alone, si- sitting quietly, being being no mad lights at other on. people for having fun. Just, yeah. I showed them. So Robert Urich starts his first day of work, and it turns out that he is working on a space suit, Mark. Software for a space suit. So- this Copy Digitech has a lot of different arms. They got a lot they got their fingers in a lot of pies. Andrew, did this shock you in any way? A little bit. Yes. Because it definitely blew me away where I was like, what the what so is this movie? Frank Fontana and the software company are working on a spacesuit that will allow an astronaut to go to Venus. Go to Venus. Not Mars, not the other way, Venus, which is a lot hotter. Yeah. So the spacesuit has to withstand temperatures of 2,000 degrees or more, basically. Very high heat. And... It also has the Travis Bickle uh, hidden gun. Yeah, it has it has like a switchblade. It has a laser thing that shoots out of the wrist. Yeah, that is literally a gun that they blow up. What do they? They like blow up a cinder it was, block. Yeah, right? it's a brick. Yeah, yeah it's a brick. So he's it, blowing up bricks with lasers, which is a meh, wonderful '80s technique. It also has a flamethrower. It's got thrower. a big fucking flamethrower, right? That's on the other arm, also hidden. Which, if you think about it. <laughs> It's so, like Spider-Man shooting lasers and flames. So I'm on Venus, yeah. where the surface temperature is 2,000 degrees. My way that I'm going to hurt something is a flamethrower. Yeah. Which are like... Mark, have you heard of hurting a fighting? A thousand degrees, Fighting maybe. fire with fire, That's right? True. Just please remember yeah, fight that. Fire We're fire. fighting fire with fire. What are you going to fight it with? Water? Yeah, you'll lose. You'll lose. You're not going to win. Every time. You're not going to put out an entire planet of fire. No. Just put more fire more on fire. it. More that's, fire. That's the last <laughs> thing they expect. <laughs> oh, God. He's got more fire. <laughs> we, so, had, we had the exact right amount of fire before, but now. So Robert Urich is being brought on because not only do they want the suit to withstand heat, they also want it to be self-sufficient in that the 
the astronaut isn't just wearing a suit. He's almost like he's piloting a mech. Right. So Robert Urich's software would allow the astronaut to be able to see if something is harmful or to see life support systems. Right. To determine what is out there in front of his visor. This is weird. That well, could... you know why it you know why it is. Yes, because we're it, obviously setting we're up setting something, something for, up for yes. later that I did not see coming. But also, like they spend a lot of time where Robert Urich is like, well, like when I'm once I'm done with this thing, it'll be able to tell if another life form is bad. Yeah, and somebody's like, how? And he says. Well, I've told it what's good. Yeah. If it's not good, it's going to be if bad. It's not made of ice cream or smell <laughs> like dogs, mint, you know, then it's, it's probably bad. It's probably bad. And Think about use your head. Where's your brain? At? And everybody's like, "Okay, there seems to be no gray area." Makes sense to me. We're just a software company making a spacesuit for some fucking yeah, reason. Yeah, for fucking NASA. They want more napalm in it for some reason. <laughs> so, back at home, Robert is, so that's what Robert's dealing with at work. At home, oh my God, the wife, am I right? This lady. She is uh, a little upset that she feels like the house is too shabby. She's not keeping up with the Joneses. She wants new furniture. They moved into this neighborhood. Guess what, honey? Yeah. I got a 15% raise, and you want to spend 100% more money. It doesn't work it doesn't like work that. Work like that. Why don't we just save the money? We're sitting on chairs. The chairs still work, but the the wife chair falls over. Well, it, it, right. well, I can fix this. I'll fix that. I can fix that. It, oh, it, it's a, it caught fire. So, <laughs> well, well, all right, all right. Well, well, my napalm suit seems. Well, the floor. The good is, news is the suit works. <laughs> the floor is still a seat. All, all right. right? Uh, she wants new furniture. She feels like the house is shabby. She doesn't want to live in a frat house anymore is what she tells him. Right. Meanwhile, a bunch of the shithead neighborhood ki- neighborhood kids come over. They pal around with Robert Urich's son. Uh, they play his video game. One of these assholes loses the video well, game. Well, hang on. Robert Urich is like, we're going to keep the furniture we've got. It's cool. Maybe we'll get it reupholstered. Maybe. Then the neighborhood kids come in. One of them looks around and says, like, wow. This place looks like dog shit. Yeah, your furniture looks like shit. <laughs> then Robert Urich looks at his wife and says, maybe we should get new furniture. Which me, if an 11-year-old comes in my home and says, your furniture looks like shit, I go, well, you look like shit. <laughs> you fucking asshole. Get the fuck out of my house. Hit the bricks, dickhead. I'm not going to go, oh. Well, an 11-year-old. An 11-year-old insulted I, my... I trust his opinion much more uh, than my yeah, own. I got any Sega tapes in here. Uh, I want to play Fortnite. Honey, we need to get Fortnites. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but these kids are really excited at, about it. At least two. Let's get two Fortnites. We need two Fortnites. One for, one one here, for the bedroom one and here, one for one the living room. Uh, yeah, so these shithead neighborhood kids show up. One of them plays uh, the Suns uh, Missile Command game. He says, I bet I'll win. The kid's like, fuck you. No, you're not. <laughs> Robert Yurick says, that's my boy. That's my boy. Hustle in the local rooms. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm really bad. Oh, I'm so oh, bad at this oh, game. You won the first one. Why don't oh, we put a little bit of money on it? Some, I don't know. You know $15 I don't, a point. It's funny. It's fun. We're just, I, like, I'm real bad at it. Yeah, I'll probably lose. I'll probably lose. Yeah, show me your money. Show me, what you got? Put, put it on the table what first. What do you got? Okay. Just yeah, put it down. Yeah. Put it down. All He's right. going to hold on to it, all right? And then he, like, pulls out his, his second unit yeah that flips like it around chrome <laughs> so this kid loses to robert urich's son and instead of being like oh oh man i lost uh, this game sucks he throws it on the ground steps, steps on, on it, it and he's like i never lose and right. then 
you're just like, oh, okay, all right. Now, uh, so this sounds like someone I should take furniture advice from. <laughs> what we're setting up here is that man, this this fucking neighborhood. Some people sucks. Are fucking weird. This place blows. Right. Everyone's got a big chip on their shoulder because they they don't want to seem weak. Right. We cut to the next scene. The family's out for a drive. They're driving along. Robert Urich's just nagging with the wife. Bah, 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 bah. You know, they're still talking about this stupid country club, furniture, whatever. Right. Robert wife... Urich's just thinking, if I just tilt the wheel, I just, I just, I just, ooh. I wonder if, can, can I get on that mission to Venus? <laughs> can I get as fucking far away from these people as possible? If I point the laser at a mirror, it'll incinerate <laughs> me. It'll prove that it works, and I'll be dead. That way I win. <laughs> they get cut off by a limo. Right. Completely flips the car around, turns it around on the road, because this limo's come right. blowing through uh, into the... the. Yurik is just spinning the car around. The kids are screaming. The wife's mad. The wife's, limo... the wife's mad because she's got, like, a catalog. Right. And she's like, I look at these Montgomery Wards. This could be good. Yeah. Sears. This company will never this go will away. This will never go away. The, the limo the, pulls into the a, country it's, club. It's a cornerstone of American consumerism, Mark. Robert Yurik gets out of his car. He's like, honey, stay here. I'm going to... Bust some ass. Yeah, he pops the trunk. He's got a tire. (laughs) Well, it turns out that the car that cut him off is a limousine that is uh, being driven that uh, is by a limo driver, but in the back seat, a non-melted variety of limo driver. Yes, maybe this is maybe this is either before or after. It's either a new driver. We actually don't know the timeline. That's true. That 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 could have been sixty years in the future, way before, way after. Uh, Susan Lucci's in the back of the car. Right. And Susan uh, Lucci gets out. Uh, and she gets out and she says, Oh, my apologies. I Robert was in a Uric, rush. Rob Yurick's like, Motherfucker, <laughs> I don't give a shit. I if got you my in a fucking rush. family in the back of that car. You almost took us, you almost cut us in half. Right. Like, give me your insurance info. And she's like, Look, I very busy. Many apologies. Gotta go. Then the sheriff's department shows up and they're like, Look, everything's fine. Why don't you get in your car, sir? Sir? Sir, why don't you get in your car? I, I'm, I'm as soon as I get my insurance information. Oh, oh, we'll take care of it. Why don't you get in your car? Yeah, we're gonna take care of it right now, right this moment. I'm gonna take care of it with the nightstick that I got in my hand here. All right. Oh, okay. All, <laughs> all right, right. Big, big man, big man. He's get got your the, cell yeah. phone out, everybody. Yeah. We don't have those. <laughs> oh, oh no. no. <laughs> uh, Susan Lucci, who is referred to as Jessica Jones in this movie, right? Marvel's Jessica Marvel called, Jones. Marvel's own Jessica Jones. He's an alcoholic. She's, she's like a detective. Uh, and she will fuck your shit up. She's like gonna fight David Tennant, I believe. Uh, uh, Iron Fist is not there anymore. We'll talk about him sometime. Gone. But let's not. He's uh, not coming back for another season. So uh, the sheriff moves him along. So this town is fucked up. The, yeah. That the police department comes out of the woodwork to be like, yeah, she almost killed you, but she's busy and powerful. And rich. Why don't you? Here's what I here's what I suggest you do. We'll file a police report. Then you can go ahead and sit on it and fucking spin. Oh, all right, asshole. Okay. Well, I'm glad that you gave me that option. You want to sign here? Okay. So, man, oh man, oh man. Uh, this uh, this is bullshit. I'm gonna go to my trunk. I'm gonna get a rope. Yeah. If you just piss you up that. You want to just piss right up it and then uh, uh everything, then everything will be, will be s- everything will be settled well it turns out that susan lucci was in a hurry because she's got to get to the initiation 
of Fontana of Frank fam. Fontana's family. Right. They're ready to join the Steaming Springs. And apparently joining the Steaming Springs involves standing in front of a very large door right. with a keypad on it. Yes. They're wearing robes. Uh, basically, they take an oath. It's the whole family. It's husband and wife and the kids. And the brats. They take an oath of like accepting- Forsaking s- all things Steam- for the spring. The springs are going to be them now. The door is open. It is rolling fog out of the doors. Right. They walk directly into a golden, a white, bright, shining light into the fog. Susan Lucci follows behind them. The doors close, and the security guard steps in front of the door. That's it. We don't know what happened to him. Right. That's that's act one. At this point in the movie, what do you think is happening? I think that uh, Susan Lucci is using the... It's going to be like a, a... She's using the, the, the family to like power something. Okay. She needs good people or like rubes to come in to power something. And she's going to replace them with like replicants. Yes. That's what I thought. I thought because of the space suit, Like robots or right. like we're going to see them hatching from right. eggs or something like that. I thought because of the spacesuits, she's aliens. She's an alien and she is replacing everybody with pod people. I thought it was a body snatcher. It was a body snatchers. That would make sense too. I, I had a little thought the, of that as the well. Re- the other reason that I thought it was body snatchers is because in the very next scene we meet Yurik's boss. Yes. Who is played by um, Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy. R.J. Fletcher from UHF. R.J. Fletcher from UHF. But he is also the protagonist in the original Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Oh, so So it's like like, like an elf. They're doing an elf. We're doing a thing. They're doing a a Project Elf. Yeah. That's what I thought it was. Well, we... It's now Act Two. Robert Urich's like, uh, all right. Well, I'm still cranking away on this stupid Venus thing. Yeah. But uh, um, R.J. Fletcher shows up and he's like, "I'm your boss. <laughs> Look at me chomping on a cigar. We do things around here at CompuDigitech. <laughs> <laughs> we or, do things around making, here. <laughs> we're making business here. Do we do things, <laughs> CompuTech, for the future <laughs> today? <laughs> and he's got Susan Lucci with him, right? And he's like. Hey, show her your shit. Why don't you show her your fucking Venus suit? And he's like, it's kind of top Why? secret. <laughs> I don't know if we're supposed to. He's like, look, man, I'm the fucking boss. Show her the suit. All right. All right. All right. Fucking fine. Here Susan we go. Lucci, it's a suit. By the way, there's a thing built into the visor that will tell you if the thing you're looking at is human and good or, or not human and bad and bad and so he shows her the suit and he's like yeah it withstands like 5000 degrees it's going to be on venus there's a laser in it it's a flamethrower why are you here like you tried to kill me like yesterday and right. she's like oh that sorry old, about that old bit of history he's like here's the suit and she's like oh this is nice very nice then they leave right but the suit Turns on because it catches a glimpse of Susan Lucci. And right. We see a POV from the suit, and it says it gives a digital readout. It says scanning, and then it says non-human dot 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 malignant. Ooh, it's a she's a tumor. Yeah, she's bad. It's bad news. Bad news. And I don't know how because apparently she wasn't made of ice cream or smelled like mint. <laughs> so, so she's got to be bad. She's got, probably she's probably bad. 
uh, we come back. So Kevin McCarthy also, meanwhile, is like, so I hear you're joining the club. Oh, yeah. Everyone keeps hammering him on the stupid club. Which, again, I'm on his side, where the more people are like, you got to join the country club. You're like, no. I'm not doing that. That's that's stupid. Yeah. Well, this is weird, too, because we know that Robert Urich joined a fraternity, right? Yeah. So it's kind of the same thing. Where yeah, but you got to pay for this. You have to pay for a fraternity. Do you? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's fucking ridiculous. I would never have done it. Never. Andrew, never. Was, Andrew was the president of his fraternity. I was the president of my fraternity, and we were fucking dog shit, all right? Uh, Most things that I'm in charge of, <laughs> dog shit. End up being dog shit. So everyone's trying to put the screws to him to join the stupid club. Meanwhile, we can see the spoils that everyone's getting from the club. Frank Fontana just got promoted to the executive wing. All right. right. He's on. So the- we meet Frank Fontana and you're like, and he's, I was like, okay, he's going to act weird and different now. He kind of doesn't. He kind of doesn't. He's like, he's sort of the same person. He's like, check out all my stuff. Yeah. And they're like, oh, that's awesome. And he's like, yeah, it's cool. You know, I'm trying, trying new things, but like, you know. You got to this is what you got to do to get up the ladder here. Yeah. You got to join the club. You got to join the club. You can start getting in there, making the deals, you know? It all happens on the golf course. course. It just happens on the course, man. Meanwhile, back at home, Patricia, who's uh, Robert Urich's wife, obviously. Patricia gets uh, runs in with um, uh, uh, Frank Fontana's wife. She's got a brand new new car. car. It, it, has, looks, it hasn't even been six months. It looks like shit. It looks like shit. Because it's an 80s car, and she's like, oh, my. Look at this. Look at the angles. <laughs> Faux leather. So, uh, I but, love that it's the same color on the inside as outside. So, uh, he's yeah, she's like, oh, Frank Fontana wanted this new car. You know, he's got this brand new big time job. You know, it's now time to start to treat ourselves. Right. And so Patricia, exactly. So it's really playing on the fact that she's, she's not vain, but she's, she definitely wants to keep up with the Joneses. She feels jealous that all these other people have this very nice stuff. And she wants Robert Urich to join the club so they can buy the goddamn furniture she had asked for. Okay. So she puts the screws to Robert Urich. Robert Urich's like, I'm not going to play that game. Stop. Get, why don't you, here's what I'm going to buy. I want a piece of furniture. It's a ladder. All right. Oh, what can I do with the ladder, you can honey? put it right on my ass and climb right on down. Because that's Aww. where you've been sitting for the last six months. The reason that uh, put, that the Frank Fontana's wife came over is because there's a big event happening at the club. They got to drop the brats off. Right. Robert Urich's place. Because, uh... You know, the kids can't come because they're doing some kind of weird orgy thing, I'm assuming, right? <laughs> yes. It's a sex party. Robert Urich gets pissed at his wife because he's like, she, all she's doing is nagging him that uh, she wants to join the dumb club and she wants to spend all his fucking money. Yeah, right? she keeps talking about how these are the good times. They don't seem that good to him. He's only been he's there for two weeks. He's just getting nagged exactly. God damn it. And he's only been there for like two weeks. Right. Leave, get, leave him alone, all right, man? We get just moved all the furniture ass. here. We paid movers to move that furniture here. Now you want to get rid of the furniture? Do you know how much That's it was? That's $6,000 exactly. that we're just throwing away. Moving is a startup cost, all right? Let me at least get my first fucking paycheck before you spend <laughs> it. The kids, meanwhile, are kind of shitty. Robert Yurt goes out of his out of his bedroom because he fought with his wife, and now he goes downstairs to watch see the brat that broke the, the toy earlier right. of his son Watching like Battleship Potemkin. <laughs> yeah, it's some weird, it's some weird black w- and white war, war movie film. that like everyone is shooting each other. Robert Urich says, 
uh, you shouldn't be watching this. You should be watching this this late at night. You're so get he nightmares. Turns, so turns off the off. TV. The kid's like, it wasn't wise to do that. Like a Children of the Corn. Is right. that what we're doing now? Yeah. It's Village like a, of the Damned. And he and Robert York's really creeped out by it. Meanwhile, the other brats, the other Frank Fontana brats, jump out and scare him. Right. And they and all he's laugh. Like, he's like, get the, get, just go to bed, you kid. Yeah, you, you damn kids. And uh, he's real creeped out by it. And then when he walks away, the TV turns itself back on. Right. Because it's it really wanted to know what Battleship Potemkin is all about. It's like, it's one of the greatest Soviet film, films of all time. It's, it's on. This is, it's, this is like that scene in uh, Untouchables. Yeah. 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 It's squealed like a pig. Not that scene. <laughs> the staircases. Um, and he gets creeped out by it. To, and he tries to turn the TV off. It doesn't turn off. So he has to physically unplug it. It's really creepy. He doesn't know. He's like, oh, God damn it. I just wanted to fucking. All I wanted to do was work on a spacesuit that would go, <laughs> that would to, go to Venus, Venus. <laughs> and, and tell people if things were benign or, <laughs> or malignant. malignant. I feel like I could work in the medical field. Oh, that's where I should have worked. <laughs> All I wanted was to set Venus on fire more than usual. Back at work, Robert finds out that his secretary is also gone. Right. Grace. Now, Grace Grace, Grace had come to him before and was like, I'm looking at the records of uh, hirings and firings, and I want to show you something. Yes. And then before she could, he got called away. So he's a little suspicious. He's suspicious of her because she seems... She doesn't seem on the level, but she's gone now. Right. Replaced by a smoking smoking secretary. Hot blonde. Hot, yeah. hot, hot, uh, hot lady with gams, legs that go all, all the way, way up. And because it's the 80s, he can sexually harass her. I mean, yeah. that's what the, that's that's the what, deal. That's why they hired her, to harass her. So uh, he goes to R.J. Fletcher, and he's like, hey, what's the deal? Why did you fire Grace? And and Fletcher eventually says, well, she wasn't loyal. Right. We don't feel like she was loyal. She wasn't a team player. But here's the deal. If after two weeks you don't like your new hot, sexy, sexually willing, harassable secretary, harassable. Uh, then you can bring back Grace. And that seems to smooth things over. So Robert Urich leaves. But while he's doing that, R.J. Fletcher also says, now I hear, I hear, you're I hear, joining us. I hear you're joining the club. Robbie Eric's like, oh, this fucking shit again. I guess. Sure. I yeah. If you guys just just take all my blood, all right? all right. Just just why not? Half of it goes to health insurance anyway. The other half can go to this goddamn club. Yeah, so you the know kids what? can show up and eat you know, a peanut just... butter, a seven dollar peanut butter and jelly sandwich by the pool, and then hate it, and then come home and complain about that. Just send my checks directly to the club because that's where it's all going, anyways. <sighs> Because she's going to want to put it on the fucking tab. It's oh, always on the tab. Just put it on the bill. Just, it's like it's like we don't have to pay for it. You're right. You're right. We don't. You don't have I to do. pay for it. <laughs> or just like, like I didn't want to get involved. I, I, I just, or, don't join the club. Just, all, right, all right. Do whatever so, you want to yeah. do. So they go to tour the club. Robbie Urick and his wife go and tour the club with Susan Lucci. Right. Who shows off. Oh, we got this gym. I want to keep people... She's, fit and lean. Everyone's got to be fit and lean. No fat people here, right? No fatties. Yeah. No, that's on just, the that's the one thing. And the initiation the... part, it just says no fatties, no hamsters, no Don Juaninas. <laughs> uh, Andrew, no jokers, no smokers. This this is a scene that I always love when the set design does not meet the expectations. 
It happens all the time in movies, often in my favorite ones, where they're like, look at how opulent and wonderful this country club is. And yeah, you're like, and you're like, well, this looks like a, a, someone got, got a an, golf club. Someone and... took an office space and put a bunch of gym equipment in it. Okay, cool. Yeah, I really want to be a part of this. Uh, yes, it's the 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 club seems kind of crappy. It they looks, got a they got a nice pool, but that's about it. It looks like your average country club. So they they're walking around and they're looking at all the shit and they're like, this is all right, whatever. Robert Yurick's wife is really excited about it. Robert Yurick doesn't seem that impressed. Right. They decide they walk away, but while they're walking away, Robert Yurick thinks he hears someone Screaming. crying out for help somewhere. Right. Slips through a back door, finds the door that we saw earlier. The big metal door. That Frank Fontana was in front of with uh, uh, Susan Lucci. Yeah. He goes and puts his hand on the door. It's incredibly hot. It's hot. It's very it's hot. Too hot. Too hot. That is too hot. That door is too hot. Yes. He tries to use the keypad to uh, open it up, but Susan Lucci stops him. Right. Says, oh, I thought we lost you. And he says, oh, well, I got all turned around. I was looking for the piss house. <laughs> Went in a corner. I, I, was, looking, I was looking for the shitter. <laughs> Whatever you got back there, it seems somebody's making some real work yeah, back so there. <laughs> Don't want to use that one. He says he thought he heard someone yelling out in for in, in, in agony. She, she says, says it might have been ecstasy. And he's and he's it, like, what? What? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, She's like, sometimes the line between agony and ecstasy is very thin. She says she'll blow him, basically. Basically, right? she's like, look, she if you she's like, look man, you. I really like you. She and... says I misread you. I thought that you would be brought I thought you in wanted by, by the power. power. Nuh-uh. You want the you, you want, want the pleasure. Sex. Yeah. You want pleasure. And he's like, oh. Hey. <laughs> this is weird. He's got this weird face. He's like, I don't I don't know what, <laughs> what my is, wife told you, what but what is happening? I just want to make a dumb space suit. <laughs> it's, it's kind of great because it in movies, again, the thing that this does so well is like, I actually genuinely relate to Robert Yurk's character. Yes. That he As is, all this weird shit happens around him, I am like, he's right. Like, this makes fuck me, them. Well, this makes me think that there's something, that something got cut here. Right. That either pages of the script or scenes that were shot were like, Robert Yurick is, maybe he was like, he he had infidelity issues. In the past, sure. And now, and this is, their this fresh is start. the new start. He was apologized that he cheated on his wife before. Yeah. And now he has decided... Now that they've gone to a new job, or maybe they're like he, maybe in some turn, the reason he has a new job is because he got fired from his old yeah, job leave his old because of issues right. with, you know, getting with the secretary or whatever. Right. That's never explained no. in the movie. So he's, when Susan Lucci's like, look, man, I'm going to blow you. All right. <laughs> he's like, he's what? Like, what are you talking about? Don't do that. I'm uh, very upset about yeah, this. This is so strange. He goes off and uh, he gets in a fight with his wife in the parking lot who wants to stay and have lunch with Susan Lucci. Robbie York's like, I don't want anything to do with this place. All right. right. Just straight up and down. This place is fucked. Which, may, which your argument makes sense because- when he, because he should, uh, it doesn't make sense that he wasn't like, look, she came on to me. We're not staying here. Yes. But if he had a, infidelities in the past, she would not believe him. And she'd be like, oh, she came on to you. Yeah, that she? seems interesting. I think I've heard that. See, yeah, yeah. So exactly. that makes sense. It makes sense. But that instead, something has, it's just bizarre. It's just, he, she acted like a total creep. Everyone has been a shithead that is attached to this club. Right. He's like, 
I, am I? I can't be the only one right. that's crazy here. Why right? do you want our kids to be like the shitty other kids in this neighborhood? And she, but she wants to stay. She wants to be here. Right. So he's like, if you want to stay, stay. I'm, I'm, stay, I'm gonna go. I go. I'll stay go, and get blown by Jessica. Let me know how it goes. <laughs> I'll be the next in line. <laughs> so Patricia stays. Patricia stays, and then we cut back to the house later. They're eating without Robbie Urich apparently just did Brody's out in the middle of nowhere just to burn off some steam because he comes back home and he's got flowers and champagne. He apologizes yeah. for getting all bent out of shape about it. She seems overjoyed that he comes home with flowers Aww. and champagne, which is a we- this is weird. You feel bad about leaving me alone, this- which, oh, my God. I don't know if you've ever made the mistake that I've made <laughs> of getting mad and being like, if you want to stay at this party, stay at this party. And then you leave. Yeah big mistake yeah it's always a big mistake it's, it's always just when they get back they're like i had a great time and you're like cool and then and then it's a fight then for it's the a, next then it's six a fight. days then it's the rest of your life is just an uphill battle yep. i'm sorry that you're now entered the thousand year war uh yes it's it, but she seems overjoyed by it that he came home with flowers and champagne so right. i don't there's some there's some not written issues in this relationship that yes. i don't think Either were didn't have time. They didn't either have time, or they were cut, or there's some issue. But there's something there that we're missing. There's a scene of like she took him back, and she's got issues that she doesn't want to be alone. So anytime that he's that he's not the saint, the original draft of the script, I am assuming, shows him as not the saint that we see in this film, right? Because he's the only sane man right now. He's the only good man on earth. Possibly also Venus. Later, Patricia goes back to talk with Susan Lucci, and she's like, I don't know, my fucking husband, this fucking guy. Yeah. Oh, he's just, blah, 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 blah. don't spend, don't, don't spend, 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 don't spend. I earn money so that you cannot spend it everywhere. You know, it's not my fault that I don't have a job, all right? right? Don't worry about it. Susan Lucci says, so he doesn't want to join the club, huh? Well, I got news for yous. We can bend the rules. Maybe you guys can join the club, and he can fuck off. Yeah. You ever think about that? Oh, I like the way you think, oh, Susan Lucci. Oh, you're so, you, oh, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so the family, Patricia, uh, the girl, the, his little girl and the little boy, his son and his daughter, they go in front of the big fucking spooky metal door. Right. They say the pledge. They enter and... Uh, the daughter is like, this is scary. Well, yeah. I don't want to do I this. I don't think I want to do this. Security guard shows up, pushes Shoves her through her. the door. Yeah. So now they're behind the metal door. Uh, Robert Urich doesn't know anything about this. Uh, Robert Urich, meanwhile, in the morning, comes back and he's and he's like, morning, family. Family seems real weird. Yeah. They're like, uh. Dog starts barking. Dog starts going crazy. And he's like, I didn't, why didn't you let the dog, the dog's going crazy. And the, the wife's like, Patricia says, well, I don't know. That's a dumb dog. Get yeah. out of here, you I've dumb never dog. Liked that you dog. goddamn dumb dog. And Robert Yorick's like, you, you used to love that dog. Yeah. Like, that's, like that's 18, dog. 18 hours ago, you used to love that dog. Now <laughs> yeah. you're screaming at 30 it. 30 minutes ago, you loved and that dog. And she's like, don't worry about it. I'll take him to the vet. Okay. All right. I don't think it's a. I don't, I don't think, it's think a that's an issue. issue. I don't. That's, he just seems mad. Is there like a snake in the area yeah. or something? So at work, Robert Urich is. Uh, he answers the phone. Guess who calls him? Bill yes. Irwin. Bill Irwin. Yes, that's right. Character actor Bill Irwin. Now, Andrew and I were texting about this. I recognize this guy from Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. 
and Home Alone. Yes. But it, he seemed as familiar as my grandfather. I did a little bit of research. He was on every NBC yes. sitcom. He, it's like during the 90s. Old man. If there was an old man character, it was Bill Irwin. Right. So mostly, I, I mostly know him from Seinfeld, where Seinfeld uh, gets he gets involved in a service. Where he goes to hang out with old yes. with senior citizens, and then he draws Bill Irwin, and uh, Bill Irwin has a live-in nurse who they claim doesn't speak English. And She's George, Haitian. yes, George hits on her, and uh, Kramer and Newman like take his old Steal records shit from him. Yeah, and uh, Bill Irwin is worried that his nurse is stealing from him in the first place. Right. So. Uh, that's who calls up Bill Irwin, it turns out, is a veterinarian and also the husband of Grace, Robert's former secretary. Which, when he says, I'm Grace's husband, Robert Yurick is like, who? Oh, yeah. Grace. <laughs> Which, I like to imagine that it has been four days. Yeah. Like, not the two weeks even have passed. Or he's like, oh, yeah, I oh, was yeah, supposed I, to bring her back. I had an old secretary, didn't I? Oh, well. Oh, well. Uh, Robert, Bill Irwin. Bill Irwin wants to talk. I don't care. I I don't care. Bill Irwin wants to talk about the dog that was brought in by his wife. Right. So Robert Urich goes off and goes to Bill Irwin's place. And Bill Irwin's like, your uh, wife told me to murder this dog. Your wife came in, said the dog, it was like going crazy and wanted me to put it down. And she wanted to watch. And (laughs) he's like, what? I looked at the dog and the dog seemed fine to me. So I thought you should know that your wife wanted me to murder this dog in front of her, in front of her. And I told her I wasn't going to do that. And you can go to a different vet if you want to watch dog murder. Yeah. And she She said, which one? He said, "Uh, well, any of them, honestly, if you just take out and just just knock on any of the doors in the neighborhood, someone's someone's going to murder that damn dog. Uh, but it turns out he didn't murder the dog. Yes, right? the thank dog's God. fine. So Robert Urich comes home to find uh, all his, of the furniture has been all replaced. the furniture has been replaced. Now it's she all she has brandy. painted the walls gray, uh, like a dark color. Bl- it was it was like a battleship blue, battleship gray. Gun yeah, metal gray. gunmetal gray. It's and he and he's and she's like it's modern it. now. Well, I thought you said he wanted it to be light, and also all this furniture it seems real gross shitty. and shitty. And uh, his wife is now wearing like a sexy black dress. Yeah, and she's got stilettos and diamond earrings, and she ain't she ain't looking like uh, Dolores anymore, right. right? She's like now she's looking like a Blade Runner, bad Dolores. Also, he's looking at her and he's like earrings. That was fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, okay, which was this leather chair? Uh, six hundred and probably six. You kept the receipts, right? The tags right. are still on. Tell that. me you kept the receipts. Take them no. back. Take them no. back. Take. She's like just throwing a bunch of receipts <laughs> into the fireplace. Yeah. I didn't keep anything. It's ours now, I guess. Uh, she is also cutting up uh, food with a big fat fucking knife. Yes. Robert Urich comes in and he's like, "So uh, went to the vet. Said he tried to murder the dog." <laughs> curious that you won't you won't believe this (laughs) i have had such a day so my boss is on my ass we got the venus thing uh oh yeah the vet said you wanted to watch the dog die (laughs) (laughs) now i thought that i guess that sounds like her but i I was a bit on the fence i felt like you would have told me about this then you said then the vet said that you said how much can it cost? Because if it costs a lot, I want to do it. Then right. I thought, that's then I was, her. Okay, that's yeah. That's her. Yeah. 
He said, money is no object, which is a phrase I've heard from you. That is the phrase that pays and plays for days around this house. (laughs) And uh, the wife is like, you know, it's been been very stressful around here. And she's holding a knife while she's saying this. I've been stressed. I just want to make a nice, nice life for you and this family. I try my best. And this is also where she's like, I've tried to be a good wife. And a good lover, which again, again, I feel like there's a scene here that we're missing. Yeah. Either that, or maybe we're just supposed to infer it. Could be. That Robert Urich apparently must have screwed around on her, and now he's he's digging himself out of a hole yeah. for the rest of his life, yes. basically. Uh, and she's like, I've tried my best. I've tried my best. And she's got this knife. And then she goes in to hug Robert Urich, and she's holding this knife. Robert Urich's like, like, that's an interesting knife for a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> I would have gone butter knife, but you would butcher. You that's fine. The biggest fucking cleaver I've ever seen. Uh, she, she hugs him. She hugs him. Robert Urich says, it. all right, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. It's right. going to be fine. She goes, oh, I'm so happy. She puts the knife down. A couple hours later, they fuck. All oh, right? yeah. They, and like, hard. All Before, right? Before, be- we didn't mention this. At the beginning of the movie, they... They bang. They, they bang. But now... Now... They fucking... They bang, all right? Yeah. If, if that was a gun before, this is a cannon. This, this is the 1812 overture. They... Just... Because she's she scratches him up. He oh, looks yeah. at his shoulder. He's like, oh, she's, God. She's, this she is takes hot. blood. It's hot. It's yeah, real hot. <laughs> he cuts open his chest with his fingers and, and she makes, sucks it. And makes him drink it. Yeah. It's really weird. Then they just rub faces on each other <laughs> for an hour. <laughs> then he pees in her butt. Now she's pregnant. Right. It's graphic. <laughs> it's hot. <laughs> Dan Curtis is just Lewd. cranking it. <laughs> Hotter. So now it's act three. Now the wheels have come completely off the train, basically. Right. Uh, Robert calls up Bill Irwin and finds out that... Uh, Grace, his wife, his former secretary, dead. Apparently, quote unquote, she fell asleep behind the wheel and crashed her car. And quote unquote, the body burned. (laughs) There's nothing. There are no remains. Robert then notices that earlier his secretary was acting weird and put a specific folder, a file folder, into a locked cabinet. Right. He looks at the desk that's outside of his office where the the hot secretary sits now. It's jimmied open. It's been cranked open and broken. So this spurs Robert to go look at the the microfiche or the computer uh, reel that Grace was trying to get at earlier that's got employee records on it. Right. He types in... uh, well, let's see who's gotten a promotion in the last two years. He he does eighties typing. Yes, it's which like, is like click, this clack, is, well click. no no this is how a computer works. If you want information, you just write conversational English. Yes. Like, hey computer, tell me who's gotten a promotion, and then also who joined the country club. Yeah, it's and the computer's like everyone everyone who's been promoted in the last two years has apparently joined the steaming springs country, country club, club for which, some reason we have that on our record uh, somehow yeah we've we've hr demanded that little note be right. that box be ticked which again if you've ever used google you have to like try and outsmart it that you're just like 
or I mean, you put this in quotes okay, and then i mean it's gotten better for sure but sure. this is literally robbie Eric being this like 1982 um yeah computer who who got promoted and did a thing uh let me just just give me that and uh if you could send in a diet tab as well right. i'd appreciate it now now if you type that if you type that exact search in on google you're getting pornography it's just pornography it's nothing but diet you're not diet, find por- out diet you tab pornography uh, so then Robert then sneaks into the country club, which using the best disguise ever, my God, this man is, if you thought like Russian spies or just the, it, have you ever seen that scene in, in uh, mission impossible where at the end of it, he like pulls the rubber mask yeah. off and he's like, Oh my God, I didn't know it was, right. I, I th- it's that level, it's that, that level. level of spy craft. He shows up to the country club, hops a fence, holds a driver and one golf just ball. Just one driver. <laughs> well, just one driver. Yeah. Not a bag. Nope. Just one driver and one golf ball. And he saunters into the clubhouse and he sneaks around in there. It, foolproof. Literally foolproof. Man, oh, man. Yeah. How did I not think of this? The confidence of the white male. <laughs> That's right. Just what are they going to go anywhere? What are they going to do? Throw me out? Right. Fuck you. I have a golf club. <laughs> I'm a member. I'm a pilot. Well, you want to be here. I'm if you a didn't. driver. He didn't I drive. Be here if you didn't have one driver. Well, that's true. How do you explain the driver, smart he's got, guy? He's got a one wood, though. He decides to head to the back. He decides to head back down to the steel hot door. And now he's got a bunch of, uh, he's got some kind of piece of spy craft with him that allows him to plug it into the keypad, push the buttons, and bingo, door bingo, opens. door opens. But he's also got a meat thermometer with him. Yeah. Holds it up to uh, the door. Turns out that uh, well it done. is eight. It's over eight hundred damn degrees uh, behind the door. You bake a pizza at that temperature. I mean, ooh, ooh. Think of maybe that's Under what's 60. back there. Oh, they, there's an eight hundred degrees pizza eight. place. <laughs> that's the big secret. All right. Uh, so then he get, but while he's doing this, he gets jumped by the cop from earlier. The right. two of them have a, have a struggle. They fight each other. He electrocutes. He the electrocutes cop. him. He uh, manages to knock over a lamp post that falls onto a steel. Um, fence right that the chain link fence that the sheriff is holding on to it electrocutes him does it kill him i don't know yes i probably think it does now nobody seems to mention this if we wanted to show that these were robots or aliens now would be the time yes instead it is a dead body it is just dead he's gone I, well so, i don't know if he's gone or not because he like i don't he's think like, he comes he's back like, and then he slumps over and then there is there isn't a like Oh God! I I killed a man. I killed a man. It's like he like leaves. We never get any follow up. There's never any like police car that's like the sheriff was murdered. Right. We, we're on the lookout for some guy. Do you? Yeah. You, there, that scene never occurs, which is fine. It's like all right, we're moving on from that, but we're still not necessarily clued in as to what is happening yet. This is also where, when his meat thermometer says it's 800 degrees, you kind of go okay. I know where we're going. I see. Here. I see what we're doing. It's, I know. It's it, a we, good thing we have a suit that can withstand deg- temperatures of 2,000 2, degrees. degrees. So R- Robert Yurick heads home to find his daughter tearing apart the stuffed bunny that she likes. That she loves so much. She, and she says, we don't like nice things. Yeah. Starts tearing it apart. And then she's got a devil voice. she got right. a, like a crazy voice. And, he, and she jumps him. And 
And he's like, ah, ah. So he throws her into the closet. Into a closet. Locks it. Son jumps off a balcony. <laughs> also attacks also him. Also attacks him. He's like, all right, you go All in the right, closet too. Locks <laughs> this, that. This scene I really liked because, again, I relate to him where I'm like, yeah, if I had to fight with a child, I'd be like, well, everybody's going in the fucking closet. I've had it with you. Because he's got like one arm on the kid. Yeah, he's, and the stif- kid's, he's stiff arming one. The kid's just the other waving his just, arms and he's like, where's the key to this? Which and one is it? He keeps looking back because usually in a movie when a little kid is fighting someone, the little kid has like super strength. Yeah. No, this is just but a kid. But he's like, no, you weigh like 60 pounds. There's nothing you can do to me. Well, I'm surprised. I don't give a see, shit. Well, because obviously it's his child and he doesn't want to harm the child. Yeah. But like, you know. No, he's so, not going to cold cock him. Well, I'm just saying you like give him like a tiger driver, belly to back suplex. <laughs> sure. Take him to the top row. Exactly. I'm just saying. Just, the end of the world. You got, yeah, exactly. You got you got room now to throw right. a 60 pound body around. Let's all right, yeah. let's have some room through some windows. Exactly. A side slam through a table. Sure. Do it, and then you like preen. You do a little bit of taunting. Right. So, but no, he just goes into the closet. Too. Kids go into the closet. The wife shows up. She's got, uh, she got a golf club. Starts swinging that around. Oh, see, oh, you, you live by back. the driver, and he goes, "You I, die by the you, driver." You are a member. You are. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, terrible. So he, they, he does. Uh, she gets a. She she gets she gets pile drive. She, 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 like she gets no. She falls. Her head. She hits her head on a table right. and gets knocked out. But then she wakes back up later. So uh, Robert Urich's like, all right, uh, I gotta I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go. He goes to the lab because he knows what he has to do. If there's a big hot room, guess what? I got a big hot <laughs> suit. All right. <laughs> it only took me two hours to figure this out. Right. He goes to try and take the suit. Frank Fontana shows up. Frank Fontana's got a fucking gun, He's all right? Gun. He's like, listen, Murph, <laughs> this story's going to happen whether you are part of yeah. it or not. You're going down, FYI. <laughs> oh, I hate that. Uh, Robert Urich, meanwhile, puts a suit on and shoots him with a laser. <laughs> yeah. He does the Travis yeah, Bickle. Exactly. Boom. He's got the, he's got the retractable laser to arm the chest. from Stay Tuned, yeah. you know? Yes, he gets a laser to the chest, which I assume kills, kills him as him well. Dead. Kills him dead. So Robert Urich takes the um, takes Space the suit. suit to the country club. Keep where in mind, having a costume Halloween party. party. So costume everything's party. lining up. Everything's coming together. It's all. I mean, yeah. this is good. This is for, good writing. This for is a good guy, solid writing for a guy who just locked two of his kids in a closet. Yeah, and uh, body slammed his own wife. Things are kind of working out. Things are coming together, you know, and he killed a sheriff. He killed a man. No one seems to He's mind He's killed that. two people so far. So this uh, this party is happening, and uh, he shows up, and he's in the spacesuit. And, right. and because he steals Frank Fontana's car, and he's got the visor down, people think it's Frank Fontana. Right. Uh, honestly, he goes into the party again. Not enough crazy fucking. No, you you expect it to walk in like a normal. It looks party. like a real shitty Halloween party, right? And you know it's a shitty Halloween party because somebody comes up to him to say, "Hey, man, you're walking around with a top secret piece of equipment. What are you doing?" Uh, and this man is dressed like a Nazi. All right, now I want to <laughs> I want to take a step let's back take here a moment to talk about the the classic Halloween costume, Nazi. Right. All right, like it's not like it's it's jarring. Maybe it's jarring because it's 2018, and we've been told. They're good people on both sides. Oh my god! Now that's what I was. That's what I was told. I don't yeah. know about you. Fine people on both sides. Fine people on both sides. 
Uh, it's weird because this guy has got a full SS uniform. Yeah. And not like like a thrown together one. This guy went to a military surplus store. Right, no. And it's like. This is a Hugo Boss black Nazi commander uniform. And he's got uniform. like a big, huge. And I don't know if this is the production just went to the the like the wardrobe warehouse. And yeah, like, the on set What wardrobe. do we got? Dinosaur. Clown. Great. Love it. Uh, no astronaut because we got to use yeah, it for that, him. Yeah, when it makes Cowboy. sense. Cowboy. Good. Police officer. Gotcha. Nazi. What? Uh, police officer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. And then the last one, Nazi. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Oh, okay, good. Okay. So, um, Andrew thought he looked like Colonel Clay. I thought he was dressing Andrew up like Colonel Andrew gave him Klink. the benefit of the doubt saying, maybe he's dressing maybe. like a... Like a character from Which, a tv show that's been off i do for six years i don't think it he, is not a clink because I, I think clink wears like a blue and i don't think they wear if i if i remember correctly i don't clink think, i don't think they were wearing swastikas like they 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 tried to read as nazi on hogan's heroes right. but they tried not to be like they are, are Nazis. Act, yeah, because you need to like, laugh at them. Clink, they're buffoons, but also we are supposed to be sympathetic to Clink because it's like he's doing stuff that he doesn't want to do, right? And it's weird if they're just to have big swastika armbands. This guy is just an SS officer, straight he's out, dressed up like an Nazi. SS officer, has shown up to this 1984 Halloween party and thought this will be a goof. Which again, this is a costume that you used to be able to do. Yes, I mean that's a thing, and nobody would really bat an eye at it now upsetting yes and because it's not like it's the implication i don't because now we have nazis in america again. yes and, and now we're like okay now it's not cool it, and it's not funny it's not like Edgy. oh he's doing it as a laugh no it's just why do you have an ss officer's uniform even if they have like a is that, what, what's happened what is this what right. like if a man showed up dressed in a full ss officer's uniform at your halloween party mark mm-hmm. would you be like well, it's a costume. I guess it's okay. Or would you be like, what are you doing? I would say there are fine people on oh, both sides. Okay, all right. Well, Robert Urich uh, fools him by saying, hey, I showed up it's... in this top secret uniform because there's a bunch of uh, hoity-toity bigwigs here, and I right. want to show off how cool the suit is. The Nazi's like, that's Good brilliant. Thinking. That's brilliant. <laughs> uh, that's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> And 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 he goes back to Susan Lucci. He's like, "You see Frank Fontana over there? He's a crazy guy. guy. He's a brilliant. That's why he's an executive." Susan Lucci's like, like, "That's not, not Frank, Frank Fontana. Fontana. You don't. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe Hogan. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Frank or not uh, Robert York? Then you takes the suit, goes down to the hot room. All right. Susan Lucci follows him." He uses the flamethrower to set the hallway on fire right. to give himself a little bit of distance. But Susan Lucci's able to walk, she just walks right, right through, through the, the flames. flames. And it actually looks cool. Yeah, she's just, she's like, she's coming for him. <laughs> right. He uses, he uses, so finally, we're 80 minutes into this film. He opens up the goddamn door, walks in with his spacesuit. Is there an 800 degrees pizza in there? Is there pod people? Is there an incubator? What are we going to find? What is behind the spooky door? like a cave uh it's a cave you i felt dumb when i when the, he steps out and it's in, hell and it is literally hell because i was like oh they told me invitation to hell they told I me in the title it. it's I hell see, I see. Oh, and it okay. is a um oh what's that it's artist's like, name brule uh, uh, yeah steve brule yeah sure <laughs> 
Uh, you drank us. <laughs> it's it's yeah. It's it's a cartoon hell basically. It's uh, stalactites. It's red. Yes, they're it's, shouting. It's, a, it's, a cave. it's very hot. We see f- smoke and flames. There's, and there's like faces on walls. He's stomping through it. It's a it's 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 thousands of degrees in there in a spacesuit. And so finally, after he stomps through it, he gets to a cliff that's overlooking some kind of weird aerial portrait of a city. Yeah. And Susan Lucci's like, I wouldn't jump down there if I were you. Yeah, you'll die. You'll die because it's a big jump. It's like Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. The fall will kill you. <laughs> He's like, well, eh, I'm going to jump anyway. I'll try it. <laughs> You're not my mom. <laughs> So he jumps. He jumps and he falls into like a he well he turns into a doll and oh, then he yes. falls. <laughs> <laughs> then he falls into uh an alternate reality of the neighborhood that he's living right. in There's which fog. is shot through predator vision. Right. Oh like yeah, a weird yeah. chroma filter they've got on on this. So he goes into what would be his house in his neighborhood and finds like a uh you know at the end of like uh what dreams may come? Sure, it's kind of like that it's in that, there. Yeah, empty house. His family's in there, but they're like trapped in these right. like laser his, laser Floyd his, things. His wife is in Laser Zeppelin. She's sitting at the piano playing the same tune over and over again. Yes, and, and so, he realizes that's his real wife. Yeah, and, and so he needs to figure out how to get her back. This. So then Susan Lucci shows up, and she's like. Remember when I said I was going to blow you? Well, let's let off. Uh, still, on, still the on the table. table. And he's like, no. <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> not doing that. And then she says, don't touch her. You'll yep, die. Yeah. You're going to die. Remember last time I said you'll die? Well, now you're going to really die. Well, don't, now I mean don't it. Don't do it. Don't you do it. And this is where it gets a bit confusing. So Susan Lucci, I'm assuming, is the devil? Yes. We have to assume she is literally Satan. So she has preyed upon people's vanities to give them positions of power and bring them in into hell for some reason. I'm not sure why. Right. And then has replaced them with, like, the alpha versions of themselves. This... I think... This is what I think happened. Okay. Because Robert Yurick says, that's the goodness... Yes. When he looks at his wife, which sounds like a bad tagline <laughs> for, like, an ice cream. That's right. Enjoy this delicious ice cream cone. That's the goodness. The goodness. He says, that's the goodness. Oh, this is oh, weird. This is gross. <laughs> it's sugary. Uh, so he says, when you enter into the metal door or whatever, the mm-hmm. springs. The spooky door. The spooky door. Your, the good part of your body and your soul gets trapped in hell mm-hmm. while the evil part is what's still roaming around. So that's why everybody still acts sort of normal. They're just dickheads now. So was Frank Fontana like always a dickhead? He had that capacity inside of him. Well, but I there guess... was also the goodness inside of him. I get, yeah, Which has been stripped away because, again, she's the devil. Who knows why the devil does what the devil does, but presumably it makes her feel, feel good to... Just have shitheads running around, but yeah, she's so she's made this country club, and she's like, I'm gonna, I'm this gonna trick get, I'm gonna get the, portal the to I'm hell. gonna get the good people, right. and I got good people in here. So presumably, in the rest of the houses, there's Is the rest of everybody's good natures. But they, but are they separate or are they two indis- distinct people? Like, 
if he frees them, do they like combine? So now they're back with their shithead parts. And then it's like now they're a whole person, or do do I have to go kill the bad part? No. And now I got a really good. Now I got like a lame version of the person a that Mormon, I used basically. to know. Uh, I think you re. I think you reconstitute is what happens. Okay. Except, what if I killed the bad part? <laughs> Frank Fontana is dead. He is actually dead. But the bad Frank Fontana. No, because all she did was take the good part out of you and put you into hell. So okay. it's like your the good part of your soul is in hell. Mm-hmm. The real body, the meat sack, is still running around, and that's what he shot. Yeah. So we're not getting that back. Oh, Frank Fontana so Frank is Fon- dead. Frank Fontana shows up at the end, and he's like, time to get back in my... Bo- what the oh, hell? Oh, no, I'm dead. <laughs> oh, man. I got laser. Susan Lucci is trying to convince... Now, this is where, again, this is confusing. Yes. Susan Lucci is trying to convince Robert Urich to not do this thing. She wants him to give it up. She, the, he, these people can't be saved. You need to, don't take your suit off. You're going to die. Right. Takes the suit off, doesn't die. He then breaches the laser yeah. thing that's around his wife. That'll really kill you. She's, he's fine then, saves her. Then he says, then he realizes that she's all talk. Right. She has no power over him. Yeah, she's unless the devil. he invites her to have power over him. Right. And she's like, oh. All you- she can do is tempt and deceive. But that's not true. Because we saw her melt a she man melt that guy. in the first two she minutes of this film. Guy. So this is why I'm absolutely mystified. I'm blo- I don't understand it. Why she didn't just be like, all right, fine. I I tried to play nice. Melt. Melt. Yeah. And then, and then, or at least try to melt. Maybe he's got the suit on then and somehow the power of science protects him. I, I don't know. All right. It, it's, this is why I what feel like this? that first scene is, is, is a bolt on as something to be like, ah, oh, this, this will be in the first what two a, minutes. What about this? Everyone will call their friends and be like, did you see this? Somebody melted. What about this? Okay. The limo driver was a member of the club. Which means she had dominion she had, over him. I mean, okay, fine. So she could melt him. So if Robert Urich had been blown by her, she could have melted him at any point. But do the people at the club know that they're bad? Do they all They have know they're this? assholes. So then why are they, like, excited about this Halloween party? It's like, well, it's like, okay, so let's say you and I are in a cult, right? And we know that our not, cult's going to— not supposed to talk about that on the show. <laughs> Ryan, we cut this. All right. Uh, we're in a cult. We know we're going to—this we, cult is like a blood cult. It's going to take over the world. Yes. We have a party where we everyone at the party is also part of the same blood cult. Yes. Why Why do we have the party? Like, just, Cults like to party? So these these people that are being controlled by the literal devil. Yes. D-devil. Yes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> They like to. They're like we're having a Halloween party. It's a fun dress up Halloween fun. party. Because I was expecting it to be like some kind of blood sacrifice. There's some yes. ticking clock that yes. they need to sacrifice Robert Urich before the it strikes midnight, or sure. the souls are trapped forever. No, blah, you're blah, right. Blah, 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 blah. No, all meanwhile, of that. Yes, all of that would have like, been good. No, they just went to the costume store. They got a Nazi uniform. <laughs> right. He got a dinosaur. That guy got a. She's a sexy nun, right? And they're all this sexy kitty, right? And they're all having a great just time, just getting drinking fucking, punch and and not even having not, an, not having an orgy, right? <laughs> all right, they're just hanging out. Well, maybe we got there before the orgy. 
I feel like one, every, it was in full swing, all right? One, I, were they waiting for Frank Fontana yes! to show up? And they're like, here comes. You know how rude it is here to comes, start an orgy and then Frank Fontana comes in and is like, oh, sorry, I was late, guys. I was. Oh. Here comes King Fuck himself, Frank Fontana. What, what, what about. Oh, you guys are. No. Oh, I'm just going to. Guess I'll come back next year. All right, so so by hugging his family, he, he frees he them. He frees them. Now the power of love has returned them. Susan Lucci says, "I've been defeated." No, right. she spins around. A bunch of flames shoot out of her. She explodes. She, <laughs> she explodes. We then the family looks up. They're back in their old house, right, with their old furniture, yes, and their old painted uh, walls. They go outside. He looks around. He's like, "This place does kind of suck." He's like, "This place blows." This is shitty furniture. Where did we get this couch? There's a raccoon in it. That eleven year old was right. This place sucks. This place sucks. All right, give me the phone. So they go outside, and there's a bunch of people freaking out because there's a big fire over the hill. Country club. Turns out the country club is on fucking fire. Right. They also found a dead body at CompuDigitech. <laughs> right. Lasered to death. Lasered to death. The this and also apparently a trillion dollar spacesuit is <laughs> gone. gone. Missing. Apparently he's like, oh, that's right, I left it in hell. Oh, Shit. I should have <laughs> back. That's on me. Oh god, I signed out for it. Oh, I'm never gonna get my driver's license back. <laughs> Robert Urich says, Well, all's well that ends well. Let's go enjoy some delicious peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And they go back in the house, and that's the end right. of Wes Craven's Invitation to Hell. Mark, what did you think of this movie? Andrew, I liked a lot about this movie. I did too. I liked... And I think we touched on it. The da- <laughs> Robert Yerkes character is an everyman that we can all relate to. That like he insane doesn't stuff. like being around other people. He doesn't like being around other he people. Doesn't like clubs. He doesn't like spending money. <laughs> and he is furious whenever he has to spend a dime. And he's just in in so all like, this weird I get stuff. This guy, yeah, all this weird stuff is happening to him. And it, it when Susan to me, Lucci comes on to him, he's like, "This is weird. This is weird." Because a majority of the time, like you watch a movie and someone is very f- overly flirty, right? Like you know, hand on chest, and I can do a lot of good things for you. And then right. they like put their their thigh into like the other guy's thigh. Yeah. And usually you're like, in, in a movie, the music like, swells, and he's oh, like, "Oh, all right, all right. Well, maybe I can." Mm. But Meanwhile, this, the normal a normal married man would be like. Like flattered, I guess, but also be like, uh, this is no. making me incredibly uncomfortable. I'll, I'll go. I'll go a step further. An unmarried single man. Oh, is abs- touring a country club. Yes, and, and a woman pulls him into a supply closet and is like, "I'll blow you right now." You're gonna be like, "Whoa, oh, okay, uh, no, thank you." Ah, you are geez. coming on a little strong, honey. D- desperation. I can. Yeah. It just. It, yes. Where's the game? Okay. Yes, uh, I, I, so I like agree. that. I love that. Here's the other thing that I liked. It is obviously sort of making a statement about wealthy, yuppie yes. suburbanites. Yes, kind of making a statement. But, but it doesn't it doesn't have the like last sentence of whatever its thesis is. Yes, it's we, like people go We need Rod Serling to say 
Another tale. It turns. Of a man. It tur turns power. out. Power corrupts. corrupts. And absolute power also corrupts. A lot, I in guess. I, I should I should have wrote it down before I said <laughs> I, it. I had this before the camera ran. <laughs> do we have another? Do we have enough to roll for another take? No. no? I'm getting all right. No. This is all good. Right. <laughs> in the twilight zone. <laughs> um. So it's sort of saying like because it's a little bit of a metaphor. You go to you move up. Go, you work go, hard. Go. You go and you go and you go. You work hard. You get up to middle management. And it's then this your big club. fucking wife is right there. Right. Right. Everybody's like, everybody says we don't have to work hard anymore. And you're like, no, I still do. Like, I'm in middle management. That doesn't mean I'm on easy street. Right. I have a little bit more money, but our tastes have also become more expensive. And then everybody's like, oh, we're all at a country club because this is how we know that we're important. Robert Yurick, meanwhile, is He's like, like Why that doesn't mean anything. I, I don't care about anything. I don't yes, give a don't shit give about a, a golf shit club. About any of this. I have one golf club. I have one club. I have a driver. <laughs> That's it. One. And I have one golf ball. Those are right. the two things the, that I have that are golf related. So now, because I went to a Halloween party <laughs> the year before. Yes. Bob Hope. That's right. <laughs> so now you want me to join a club. So that's $200 a month. You want me to buy a new set of golf clubs. That's $1,200. You want me to buy, I'm really bad at this. So like 60 golf balls. That's another $100. No. No, I'm not I'm doing, not doing that. it. I'm not, I'm, doing, not paying, I'm not doing any of that. I am not paying. I'm not going to pay fifteen dollars for that muffler. For a Miller High Life. No. At the club afterwards. No. Mm -mm, not going to happen. So I love all of that. I love all of it. And yes, and that his wife is, is, I feel like that element, that's the element that's missing. Yes. Where like. You hit it. I didn't think about it, but you hit it right on the head that he screwed. He screwed. The secretary. Screwed around. At the previous place. And had to get out of town or there was some issue that forced them to leave. Then. The wife said, I'm going to leave you. He said, let's move to. Copy Digitech, Copy up Digitech, in NorCal. We'll have a start. We'll have a fresh start. We'll be away from her. We will have new friends. We won't have to deal with any of this. And so she's guilt. She feels guilty because she's like, "Was I not a good enough wife?" It's like a bad situation all around. Right. There's a sadder story here that we're not necessarily told specifically. Right. Yeah. He wants to give her everything. Yes, but he doesn't want to spend a lot on this muffler. Look, the, we can just go. The public pool up the street is just as fine. You know how much I have to pay? It's a dollar twenty-five an entrance. Right. Okay, all right. I will gladly pay that because you know how many and I'll, times I'll stay in the car. You, you know guys how many times the kids are going to swim there this summer? Like One. seven. Okay, <laughs> I will gladly pay fourteen dollars for two kids to swim there seven times versus two hundred dollars a month. For them to show up and be like, ah, well, Billy said my swim trunk, my Mighty Morphin Power Ranger swim trunks were lame, so I, well, I don't want to go lame. there. Well, they are pretty lame. He, <laughs> he likes the Blue Ranger. Who likes the Blue Ranger? It's the nerdy one. Yeah. Where's your tech stuff? Where's your Red Ranger? <laughs> Why'd you kick me? Where's your Red Ranger? <laughs> so I feel like there's something missing there. So then when he gets guilted into joining the club or, or being pushed into joining the club, he like won't break on it. And so then when he she does flip and now she's the bad version, all that shit and baggage she was carrying around comes yeah, that like come roaring out. out to the, which would force Robert Urich to be like, all right, fine, I'll join this dumb club. I'm sorry. I said I was sorry. Right. Instead, that's all inferred. 
that would make sense with the Susan Lucci stuff as well. Yes. Because she would know, she would have shit on him. She That's would know, the thing, yes. Is knowing that he. Because she's the devil and she would think that she would have prior knowledge, but she's like, just kind of guessing. She's guessing. She's like, this guy likes power. Right. And then. She's like, no. He's like, right. no. Well, he likes weight sets. No. Nah, doesn't not seem that. to like no. that either. Not, wasn't a fan of the pool. Only has one golf club. Oh, I got it. <laughs> Pleasure. All right. We'll try that. Try blowing this guy. <laughs> right. And then, and then he, that's what makes sense. He gets weirded out. Then when the fight they have in the parking lot, like that's the scene where the shit should come out. Right. Where Instead, he should come out and be like, Susan Lucci tried to blow me. Right. And she's like, oh, all on her, huh? Right. And you weren't sending out base and she was sending, sending back, back mid range. I mean, I look, I'm, I'm, a, I'm aware of the friends that she right. has. Okay. I know she says that they're friends, but. Don't give me that. She's got what you need. <laughs> so there's a lot of stuff to like in this movie. I want to be very clear here. I, it's, it's, there's issues. Yes. But like, I liked it up until like the last 15 minutes. Right. How do you beat the devil is always a Fiddle problem. Contest. Um, <laughs> Filibuster. Yeah. Uh, what, yeah, you just go out there and you promise a firstborn. You play, play, um, play Clue against him. I think. Yeah, that's, well, that's death. That's that, how you beat death. That's okay. Um, uh, yes, that's a central thing. Like, how are we supposed to beat the devil? But everything that he does, where he's like, "You have no power," none of that is established. Yes. So, like, you need to spend a little bit of time setting up earlier. Like, what does the devil not like? It doesn't matter if it's something dumb, like. The power of love or dogs getting punched in the nuts like <laughs> whatever it is you need to know that the devil has this one thing that you can do to trick him and beat him and he doesn't do he doesn't do any it. of that so furthermore yeah. everything goes right back to normal at the end like we see the bunny for them we see the bunny the bunny is returned is to normal is normal again and it's so, like well wait a minute so are they in a different reality now, or did the events I of the past six days not happen? Well, it's did the it, old none of it happen. Well, it's the old furniture. So I, maybe that's like that's the line is once she joined, once they joined, then everything after that gets reset. So maybe Frank's not dead. Maybe he didn't kill the sheriff. Yeah. Maybe everything just went back to normal, which is a real. Like, just Lame. a way to get out of it. Yeah. I mean, it's which, like, we got the 11 o'clock news coming in yeah, like it's four like, minutes. I what got to, I'm at page 88, all right? I got two pages to wrap this up. I don't know. She fucking explodes. Fine. They go outside. The place burned down. They go back in their house, and they enjoy sandwiches. The end. <laughs> right. Stick around for Carson. He's got Don Rickles tonight, which will be a good one. Oh, that's, a, that's him, always call fun. call him a hockey puck. Oh. So... I think wait they got Burt Reynolds and oh Dom DeLuise. Jeez, oh, this is gonna, dude, be, a this is gonna be a mess. <laughs> so I think there's a lot of good stuff in this movie, right? But I, it's not 100 percent perfect. No, but it's fun. Is it a vehicle for Susan Lucci? I, I yes. would contend yes. Yeah, because she's like anytime she's on screen, you have a hard time not like following her, where. Here she comes in with her big fucking hair. Yeah. And it's like, you know that there's something underneath, like, whatever, you know, oh, I'm a I'm an 80s power woman, and I, I run things around here, but you, like, know that there's something underneath the surface that, like, she's, she's the fucking devil. Right. Right? 
And it's not like, it's not like, uh, you know, no twirling mustache, no uh, rubbing of hands together. Yeah. It's like, no, this is, if if you were going to ingrain yourself as a Satan in the 80s, being at a fucking country club in Northern California is probably a good, good place, place to, to start. start. Yeah. You got a bunch of hangers on and climbers that are trying to, would kill their coworker if it allowed them to get a bigger office. Right. And they do. So... Good on her. Good start. <laughs> Smart, devil. Smart. Using the old noodle. Yeah. Work, so, work smarter. Not harder. harder. So would you recommend this movie, Mark? I would recommend this movie. I liked it. Good. Um, That's good. It was fun. It was weird. Uh, obviously, is it like one of the best Wes Craven movies? No. no. Is it one of the worst? Not no. really. Uh, but it's pretty good. And I think it also fits nicely into that realm of TV movie dumb. You know, I yeah. think for a TV movie, pretty solid. Yes, I, I agree completely. I think it's, it's start. I think that first two minute scene is literally that scene that they put at the beginning of these movies where it's, and this is, this is some do this TV episodes still do this where they'll put it, they'll front load it with something crazy because yeah. they want you to call your friend and be like, I just started watching this movie and the craziest fucking shit just happened. I would have called you. V- exactly. I was just watching CBS yeah. and somebody fucking Susan melted. Lucci fucking melted a guy in the first you gotta, two minutes. You got to get the, turn it on, turn it on. It's like, well, I'm. I'm at a wedding. <laughs> Tell them to turn it on. All right, fellas, if we could just, I gotta, we gotta, there's a melting happening here. It's, yeah, I know I'm supposed to do the speech, but uh, there's Susan Lucci is melting people. And then you hear like a bunch of tables <laughs> scrambling. <laughs> so, all right, I problematic. It's got issues, but overall, I, I think there's a solid film in there. I would yeah. say track it down. It's on YouTube. It's a good film. Mark. Yes. However, we've spent all this time talking about Invitation to Hell, which means we need to look forward, however. Right. As we, we need continue to put hell our, behind us. Our hell train through Spooktober and uh, figure out what we've got next. And Mark, what we got next is a real banger. And it sounds a little something like this. CBS Saturday Night Movies. This gentleman saved this little girl's life, but they accused him of harming her. Do this ourselves. And he was tragically murdered. Now, one by one, the men of this town are dying. Who is his avenger? Is it the dead man's grief-stricken mother? They killed my boy! The little girl who loved him. I know what you did to brother. Or could it be the scarecrow? Dark Night of the Scarecrow, coming up next. That's right. It's 1981's Dark Night of the Scarecrow. Terrifying. Airing on CBS in uh, October 1981. And uh, this, I'm hearing, Mark... I've read. Yeah. <laughs> film historians say this is the genesis of the spooky scarecrow film. Yeah, that subgenre. <laughs> oh yeah. Everybody yes. wonders where does it start Where did because 
You, and then you, I've, I've had the arguments because, as you know, I went to a very fancy college. Yeah. And we would argue all the time. It would be like, well, it's timeless, the scary No, it's the, the no, scarecrow. The Wizard it's, of Oz. It's, 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 it goes just back. It, on I mean, its it predates movies, moving pictures. We've always been afraid of scarecrows. No, it's, no. Go back. I, I'd I would be say, watching I my teachers say, and I'd be like, no, 1965 maybe? I yeah, it's like, but if you go back to Beowulf and you see oh, you know, it's well, a lot of, in, the, in the original Beowulf, translation, sure. it's yeah. very scary. Um, yes, this is, it's 1981's Dark Night of the Scarecrow. Mark, this has been television movie night, which is a podcast you just listened yes, to for God knows how long at this point. Mark, if you'd like to listen to past episodes or future episodes, you can always do that by going to soundcloud.com forward slash TV movie night podcast. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash TV movie night. You can email us at TV movie night podcast at gmail.com. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave a review there if you'd like. Tell your friends. And you can also listen to us on Stitcher. Stitcher. Stitcher, which allows you to stream podcasts directly to your smartphone. All that information and more at facebook.com forward slash TV movie night or soundcloud.com slash TV movie night podcast. Mark, is there anything else that you would like to add to this incredible episode of TV movie night? Andrew, get me a job. Oh, no. Uh, no. I would, man, but you're not a member of the club. Oh. Oh. <laughs>